This is a podcast for the dreamers, a place to feel nourished and seen, a place to call in our highest path possible and to explore our desires, hopes, wishes, and dreams. I'm your guide, Emily Elliott. Welcome to The Magnetic Life. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of The Magnetic Life. I'm here today with Dr. Alicia McPherson, who is undeniably a magnetic, beautiful human. And I have to say, I remember in the early days of seeing Alicia online. I mean, of course she's successful, but what I noticed as the most magnetic quality was her ability to throw on her boots and go running in the fields in her bathing suit and just really channel joy and happiness and live in the moment. So um, I'm so excited to have her here with all these beautiful pieces of who she is. She's success. She's the lady running in nature with her very hot and just so happy and flying high. Um, So welcome, Alicia. It's such a pleasure to have you here today on The Magnetic Life. Well, thank you. And I love that that is such a core memory of me for you. (laughs) (laughs) Running through the forest in my boots. (laughs) My favorite vibe. (laughs) I mean, you know, success is success because, I mean, you're obviously a successful woman, which is so inspiring but it's also like as the success happened how are you living your life like are you a slave to your computer and your phone or are you like living life's juiciest moments so that is my core memory of you and why I'm just so excited to have you here and you're just someone who channels and lives and electrically and admire you for that (laughs) You and I think that's a big part of why I wanted to build my business and, and have the success that I that I wanted was so that I can be in complete alignment with my life. I didn't want to be a slave to work or the computer. I wanted to really live and experience and have these amazing memories. And that really just propelled success even faster because now I'm in that complete alignment with, with my life and my business. <sighs> so what are your other core desired values? That's how, would, would you say that that first one you just shared is called freedom? I would say freedom. Freedom, freedom, time, freedom, financial freedom, just the freedom to to be expression, like creativity and creating things that really matter to me and letting that creativity flow through me was huge, but also impact and, and the mm-hmm. legacy that I wanted to build. That was huge. I felt like success was just a core truth of mine. And I, I re- felt really drawn to success mm-hmm. and it wasn't necessarily money or, you know, the power, it was more the legacy that I was building. And that was really alluring for me. I wanted to leave a legacy. I wanted to leave a mark. I wanted to really create this imprint and a positive momentum for the world. And that that's a core, core value with everything that I do. Oh, I love that. So tell me, you know, a hundred years down the road, who has Alicia influenced? How is the world a different place because of you? I love that. So when I think about it now, it's any person that I impact, the the effect of that goes to the people that they impact, right? So if I make someone feel less stressed in their life and they go into the coffee shop and just the way they react with the barista or someone in that store changes that person's day. And now we're just really de-escalating these triggers and responding to each other from our authentic truths. So now I can imagine that ripple effect having to people's kids or people's colleagues and then their kids. And then that energy keeps living on. I find right now our world is very triggered and we're responding Mm. to people from this like very triggered state. So if I can do my part and maybe like 
the escalate one person, the ripple effect, it's, it's huge. The shift is huge. There is a lot there in what you're saying. I, oh, my heart feels very elevated by that because, you know, when we don't believe we can have this life we want and we go out in the world, like you're saying, and we're just so pent up and we're sad and we're angry and we know it can be better. We, the next person in line is going to feel that even if we're not overtly like you effing messed up my grande mente, (laughs) just like (laughs) being edgy. Right. And then people feel that. So Um, You're right. It starts with one. It starts with how we carry our energy in our day. It starts with that energy check um, that I think that's a gorgeous legacy. Don't they say like peace starts at home and we're all like peace also starts in the office. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. So success and legacy and freedom. Um, yeah. And you have a really cool story because, um, I mean, I'm sure you do too, but I attract so many healers in my life, like holistic of all kinds. And there is kind of like this money story, um, that is very prevalent. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you're rewriting the script. Like, I feel like money is part of the reason you're here on this earth. You're like, let's let's uh, rewrite the narrative about money. So let's start with me asking, what was your journey like from $150,000 in debt to now it's like milli, in the millions. It's just kind of flowing, right? <laughs> flowing. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I got out of school with significant amount of debt and it was a debt that I felt quite ashamed and embarrassed by and avoidance, right? That was the theme was I would get these student loan bills and I would avoid them, rip them up. I would put them in the shredder. I would fold them and hide them. Like they weren't something that I even wanted to enter my field. And so I avoided, I avoided, I avoided. And when I started to build my business, there was about six months where I, I had the no interest something with the bank. And so I still avoided for that six months. And then I realized I was starting to understand wealth and money energetics and how I was receiving, but also how money was flowing out and and my energy around wealth. And I realized I held a lot of lack, a lot of coding about not being worthy enough, a lot of avoidance, a lot of shame, a lot of like guilt, money is bad. There were so many stories that had been imprinted on me for my entire life. And I had to decide like, okay, we want, we want this success. We feel this success. I want to help people. Like, this is what I'm here to do. What needs to shift right now? And this is the coding, not just around money, but receiving and wealth and giving. So I started to really look at the numbers and form a relationship with them and start having compassion for this Mm -hmm. debt and, and really just creating a positive relationship with it, gratitude, appreciation, celebrating it. And I started to really um, pay it back quickly, like very, 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 very quickly. And then I started to make these um, connections between how this debt was representing other areas of my life. And so I started to strengthen more and more and more these money wounds. I, I healed the money wounds, but then started to strengthen the relationship with money, wealth, abundance, magnetism. And then my business just took off after that. <gasps> oh, I'm really into this. So it's like treating this entity with love. It's like this debt. Maybe if someone needs a visual, it's like a teddy bear. And it's like, I have compassion for you. Or, you know, and it, when we look at our conditioning, the bank is 
traditionally kind of like a sterile, cold, you know, light shining down, wait in line, right? But now with virtual money and all this opportunity, it's like money is actually just this beautiful vortex flowing online. And so as you were saying these gorgeous words, like strengthening, compassion, rewriting, I'm picturing this virtual vortex of money and how you perceive it can be rewritten. And like that word, I don't know, there's something about that word you said, feeling compassion for the the debt you've created. Because guess what? You did that for a super noble purpose, yes. right? That's so noble. Like it's, it's not like you went on a 120K shopping spree. You went there to heal yourself, your family, the world, right? So it's like, can we give the debt some new words? Compassion, nobility, right? Yeah. Right. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Alicia. Oh, there's so much juice here. <laughs> um, okay. So this is a big one. As you rewrote the script here, what version of yourself did you need to step into be to become this woman who can hold for all the money? <laughs> totally. I think it was <laughs> it was it was self-worth. It's when we're starting this journey and maybe success isn't coming or, or we've had these codes from before our self-worth. And I noticed like how our relationship is with money. I find a lot of women tend to have the same relationship with their body or it carries over in many different ways. So when I was healing the relationship with money, I realized I was healing my, my self-worth myself and what I thought I was capable of and what I thought I was capable of receiving, but also giving. And so I had to step into this version of me that was really willing to own my authenticity and really willing to own that I was worthy of the success I wanted to call in instead of saying like, oh, I don't deserve that. Or, oh, I can never have that. Or, oh, that's better spent on other people. I started to really claim my power and the good I wanted to do in the world, my magnetism and a higher sense of self-worth over and over and over again. Wow. And where, okay. Because if we know that one part of our life reflects all the other parts, where else was self-worth or lack of showing up? What other parts of your life? At, at the start, I started with the way that I viewed my body, mm-hmm. right? Constantly pushing it past where it wanted to go, <laughs> stretching and moving into burnout. So I, I noticed that was the first thing that I didn't really catch right away. Mm-hmm. I kept going into these cycles of burnout throughout school because I was pushing myself exercise diets, like all these things trying to break me essentially, instead of treating my body with respect and love and, and worth. So that was, that was healed on the journey, but then it was boundaries around other people, what I was willing to receive from other people, projections I was taking on, my relationships changed. I had to close some doors because they were not fulfilling how I felt about myself or how I wanted to be be treated. And then that allowed me to open up other doors. So relationships, career boundaries with clients, boundaries with friends and with my body. I feel like you're calling me forward right now. (laughs) <laughs> like postpartum, I like have a different body and more weight. And I'm like, oh, wow, am I mean to myself? So mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad that like, that's a huge thought you've given there. And it's like, you know, if we are not loving ourselves in all the ways and we can't receive love no matter where we're at, if we can't receive the love with the debt and the extra weight on, we're not going to receive it when we're at the top, right? 
Exactly. Or this feeling of constantly chasing more. It's never enough. Never enough. The and except where we are and, and how we're feeling in our body, it's just this rat race of lack. It's never good, good enough. Never enough. Oh my goodness. This is this is an interview where I'm like, oh, I'm being called forward and I like it. I like it. <laughs> Finding the light, right? Where we need it. <laughs> I read something good. It was like, as a coach, right? And you and I can both identify with, we're coaches. You can talk to people two ways. You can shame them, right? Or you can call them forward. Mm-hmm. And shame is like, well, like, look what you've done there. What is that? You know, looking at the past and shaming. And it sounds like the way you're speaking is it's just a loving way to call people forward. Like, hey, is that working for you? What you're doing now, right? And you're you're calling people to step up to the plate, which I absolutely love. Mm. Um, okay, and then more about Alicia. So the other vibe that you give off is you've just you know, even though you're in your yin, totally in the forest, doing the fun things, you're also enough in your yang. So the action, right? Can you tell me what habits prime you for the day? Um, Because I know some people are like, I don't have time for a five hour (laughs) routine. So what are those key ones that like give you a lot of energy with little investment? (laughs) I I find it's this balance between, I I call it my three different personas. I got my queen who's very energy go efficient. Like she's like that one that's getting things done. I love my queen energy, but then there's also the superwoman, and she's the one that wants to help people. Right. Mm -hmm. She's flying around the world trying to help people. We love her, but if we have too much of her, we end up people pleasing, right? We end up helping other people at the expense of our health, which isn't a great energy. And then I have my goddess and the goddess is the free flowing in the nature. She's very calm, gentle, loves herself, love everyone around her. She's that free spirit. And so I look at like my daily practices really depend on who is leading and who needs to be checked a bit. So typically it's the goddess that needs a lot more love and she needs to come forward a little bit more. So something that I always do at the end of my day is I have this daily practice where I just take a moment and look at the day and start creating these, I call them love notes to myself. Mm. And I have this Google Excel and I write the date and I just connect with some very important, potent, powerful, maybe experiences or lessons or insights I had in the day. Even if it was something so small, it just helps me anchor back into the gratitude of everything that I have right now. Oh, that's beautiful. It's, it's, it's quick, but it's really beautiful. And then I go into triggers. So I look back at the day and say, (laughs) where did I experience heightened emotions? Where did I get triggered? Where did I get affected? What, what situation emotionally shook me today that pulled me away from my magnetism? Mm-hmm. And I just highlight that. Maybe it was a situation with a client. Maybe it was a conversation with my partner. Maybe it was I felt rushed. And I just start connecting the triggers and seeing if I can re- look at what the core wound is and rewire it. And it's a very quick process, but it helps me grow so much because I can see the moments. Like everything's a mirror in our life, right? Like we're given these experiences to say, hey, this is an opportunity for healing and growth. What are you going to do with this? And so I look at each situation and say, okay, I'm responding like this over and over and over again. There's a code, there's a pattern that needs to be shifted here. Am Mm -hmm. I willing to look at it? And Mm -hmm. it's a quick, like 15 minute practice total, but it just helps reshape and get me back into alignment and my, my magnetism every day. 
That's so beautiful. It's like, if you're not feeling the things at the pits, you're not going to feel the things at the high. So to just be like, I'm so grateful all day long. It's Mm -hmm. gorgeous, but we need that depth. We need that depth to go, to go there, right. To go deep in that space of like, what's real here, even though I don't want to look at it. And what it sounds like is you, you're not afraid of being deeply effing courageous, right. (laughs) (laughs) And and looking at things with feedback, like what feedback has gotten a really bad rap. People are like, just be nice, mm-hmm. right? But the more honest we can be with ourselves and others, guess what? Our growth starts surging. So, you know, you've created this success and I believe happiness too, which is why I just was felt so aligned to have our chat today. So it sounds like you have a mega ability to look at the highs, look at the lows and be real with it. So it's not necessarily like good vibes only. <laughs> no, it's definitely not like good vibes only, especially when you're calling in something more. Like I'm mm-hmm. always looking for, okay, what's next? What's the next mission? What do I want to achieve? What, what am I manifesting? What do I want to call in? And mm-hmm. so when I anchor that in and I have a strong vision, strong denier that, that desire that's fueled off of abundance and love, then I think, these situations or what I call life exams are going to pop up just to help me heal and grow a little bit more. So if I ignore them and I keep responding the exact same way over and over and over again, I'm not actually healing and growing. So for me, I actually, I have to tap into that, that lower frequency emotion and look at it as an opportunity for, for growth. And then I can move to that next level of self-worth and self-love and self-respect. So beautiful. I love that. And you know, we can't just like jump between feeling good, having a hard time. There's a bit of a spectrum there. So what do you do on days that I'm sure along the way, there was many that you just felt like giving up? Totally cried in my shower and (laughs) I love it. Yeah. I love it. There's a lot of emotional processing and releasing that had to happen, right? There's things that we're learning. Entrepreneurship, I think is the biggest journey of self-development. Yeah. There's been nothing that has stretched me so much as being an entrepreneur and putting mm-hmm. myself out there mm-hmm. for people to judge, compare, misunderstand, say the things that they want, the projections come in hot. So there's moments when you are like, am I going to grow or am I going to hide? What are we doing here? And so at the beginning, there was a lot of emotional processing with things. When something happened, I'm like, why are people so mean? cry, release, process, move forward. And then over time, some of those hits that would take me out for weeks, they would, they would really affect my self-worth for weeks, eventually turned into days, then hours, then minutes. And then eventually it was a quick check of like, this has nothing to do with me and to let it go. Or I can take a little bit of feedback from this, but it still doesn't rock my self-worth. So I started to form, (laughs) I formed what I call this energetic shield almost. And I can visualize like this, this bubble of protection where Mm -hmm. my self-worth is always intact and nothing gets to penetrate that it is strong. It is worthy. It is whole and situations. And I still will feel disappointed, triggered like that. That's part of the human experience. And I never want to brush that off, but the worth never changes. It is like core Mm -hmm. strong. You know, this could just be everything when it comes to success. Because it's this like, is life. <laughs> yeah, this is everything right here, right? Because I mean, you could literally post on the internet like, "I like orange juice," and most people be like, "Cool, cool," and then like one in four people will be like, "Are you insane?" 
that's disgusting. I like apple juice. And it's just like, sometimes people are in the mood to fight no matter what you say. Right. So it's like, it's just going to be part of being an entrepreneur. So I think a lot of people need to hear what you just said, because we are not going to be getting rid of those trolls any time soon. They exist on every single platform. And, you know, it's, it's toxic. But like you said, it just shows that our world's hurting. So that actually links back to your initial share, that it's just fueling you. You're like, oh, people are hurting. I need to keep rising and helping and helping and helping, right? Exactly. Exactly. And still highlighting where I need to grow. And if I'm, if I'm getting triggered because someone hates my hair, okay, (laughs) that's my own, like, I got to take responsibility for that. What's going on inside of me where I have this insecurity about my hair. So I, I look at it all at, at this point, I look at it like, um, it's an exam. It's a, it's a chance. It's an opportunity for me to shift something within myself. And I can let that person be triggered and do my work to help them later. (laughs) But like, I got to deal with my response to trolls first. So, so, so good. (laughs) Um, okay. So that's kind of one realm of your life. Did you feel like you got a lot of ick or pushback or whatever from, people in your close friends circle, um, or even family, like how did people respond to your increasing success? Mm -hmm, Yeah. I kind of kept things hidden for, for a while. Like I didn't really share a lot of my success with people, my family, there was this, there was a lot of lack, a lot of money wounds with my family. Mm -hmm. So whenever I would share something, it would be kind of brushed off, ignored. Like it wasn't as cool. My success as let's say my sister getting a promotion or graduating Mm. from school. There was this energy behind it that wasn't well, well received. I remember my first six figure month. I wanted to take everyone to the keg and celebrate it. My family with my sister was here from BC and I wanted to take everyone and have this moment. Like it was a big deal for me. And one by one, they all canceled. Like, no, we don't want to go. No, we don't want to go. So there were, there was a wound that formed for me saying like, people don't care about me. They don't care about success. I shouldn't celebrate. I should hide this. And I had to work through that the next few months or else I knew that was going to be something that stopped me from from success. So I learned to be very careful with who I talk about mm-hmm. my success to, because if we're not at a place where our bubble is not strong enough, then one comment can, can burst it. So I had to be very careful. And then at the same time, work on my wounds around mm-hmm. people judging me for success. But this was new for a lot of my family showing up on Instagram and, and, sharing a part of my life. My sister once was like, there was a dirty sock in your video. You can't have that. No one's going to want to work with you. That's so unprofessional. Like she gave me the gears. My dad told me I needed to stop posting on Instagram. It didn't look good. So then they're lo- like my family, they obviously love me and they're saying this with love and, and, and of compassion, course. right? But you take that to heart and you're like, am I doing something wrong? And you really have to anchor in what's the vision. Do I feel like I am being guided in a way that's serving everyone, can I stay on that path? Even if there's little obstacles in the way that are starting to pull me and deviate and tell me to do something else. Like, can I follow my truth or am I going to listen to the opinions of other people, even though I know that's not where I need to be? Yeah, that's a big one. Like, I love you guys celebrate with me. And then it's like, nope. Right. (laughs) And so if we did the like core wounding exercise, like 
what do you think is the, what's behind the action? Like what thought are they having? Because usually if we can dwindle it down to that, we can make it less charged, right? Totally. I think a lot of people, their, their beliefs go to lack or negativity. Like I read this, this thing once that 85% of our thoughts are negative and they're the same as the day before. So there's a lot of negativity and it's, Mm -hmm. you're the odd one when you're happy all the time. Like I've gotten grief from my family of why are you always laughing? Why are you so happy? Right. That's, that's a trigger for them when someone else is really happy. So I think a lot of these patterns anchor into to lack and wounds that they have, which I can show so much compassion for. We don't know people's situation growing up and what they had to deal with, and they maybe never were taught how to heal the wounds and move forward. So there's a lot of compassion that I had to give and acceptance for who people are and how they respond. I have to accept that. It's not my responsibility to change someone unless they're willing to be guided. So I think lack, negativity, lots of wounds without that opportunity for healing. Mm, I think you nailed it. (laughs) And, you know, I wonder if there's kind of this belief, for example, if my child's super successful and has this fancy life, will they leave me behind? Like, Mm -hmm. am I good enough? Right. So I think we're very scared of what we don't know. And now that you have all these resources at your disposal that can be very scary so it's it's almost just a reminder when our parents feel scared to anchor so deeply into that love and it's like you've given me something no one in the whole world can give me and it doesn't matter that we're having a steak at the cake because you've raised me (laughs) right so there's a bit of a probably a self-worth story that comes up for people Exactly. Self-worth and receiving. I'm someone who very much will go to the worst case scenario. Always. It's like my brain is primed for that. And so if I didn't know the tools to flip it to the best case, I would just be Mm -hmm. anchored in worst case all the time with this constant spiral. And I lived my first part of my life doing that. And so I can see and and, and have a lot of grace for people that I know that are stuck in that, that spiral, that loop of worst case, worst case, worst case. It's so true. eh? It's um, and I love how, as you kind of go through your thoughts here and getting down to core wounds and core limiting beliefs, like you're coming back to compassion and love and these higher principles, right? Um, so I really love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the big thing here is people are clearly alert to you because you've done it and people love mentors and guides and gurus and inspiration. But what happens when people are working and working for this success, but they haven't seen the results yet? What would you say to them when they're just in that space of despair and frustration? Like this is, we know 70% of entrepreneurs quit. What would you say? Yeah. If someone wants it bad enough, like the desire is strong. Something that's always helped me is the subconscious right? I always go back to the subconscious because if I'm showing up and doing the work, but I don't actually believe that I'm going to be successful, maybe I don't have evidence of success or there's just maybe a core, like a core belief that it's not for me. It could be for Alicia, like that's great, but it's not for me. Then Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how hard I work. It's not going to work. 
So I knew right when I started my business, 2019, I was already meditating and I started to do the subconscious work, the hypnosis, and just look to see if there was any beliefs there that I wasn't capable of having this Mm -hmm. or other people could have it. And I, I couldn't, I thought everything was harder for me. It's going to take me longer. So these were little things that I really had to highlight because if your subconscious doesn't think it's, it's going to work for you, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. You could be working 60 hours a week and there's going to be resistance with everything you do. So that belief, do you actually believe it's possible for you? (laughs) Then I would tell someone, get around people that are doing it, like see the evidence everywhere, right? Even if when I started, there was always jealousy. I was like, oh, and so I would mute them. I would unfollow them. I couldn't handle it. Whereas now I see people as examples of success and it actually stretches what I believe is possible for myself. You got to sit with that jealousy. You got to sit with those vibes and then start allowing their success to fuel you, like get around someone's world and let it fuel you. And then from there, the strategy. Right. If you have the belief that. is solid, you're around people, you're, you're expanding what you think is possible. Then you dive into what strategy needs to be aligned for this to happen for you. I love that so much. It's like you've increased your capacity to feel and be around something that could potentially be triggering, right? It's like, why not me now, right? Um, and the other thing can weigh in on this is I'll say to people sometimes, are the people who have attracted success, do they actually match your definition of success. So for me, I would want to follow someone who loves nature and travel and animals and children with the money. And then, I mean, and let me caveat this. Nothing is bad. Okay. It's just different. And then there's success accounts that it's more about the bag, the car, like the luxury, which is fine. I'm not against it, but that actually doesn't call me forward because I'm not into it. Right. So it's kind of like a values check too. It's like, Oh, is this a really good trigger? Cause I can have that too. Or is this a bad trigger? Cause you just feel kind of funky. What's your opinion on that? Oh, I a hundred percent agree with mm-hmm. that. I was looking for mentors. Something had to align with the lifestyle that they were living. Yes. Same thing with work ethic. You follow kind of that Gary V style and it's go, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of women, that's not possible. Mm-hmm. And so I built my business off of the context of freedom, time freedom. I wanted time freedom above all else. I wanted the ability to just take off and travel and not be bound by a schedule. Uh-huh. It was so important to me. So, so important. So So everything, everything that I did was fueled by that decision. Every mentor I hired was fueled by that context. So the same thing with the lifestyle that they're living and what they really value. Like I'm the same. I love comfort and I love like my house to feel comfortable. I love beauty. I love that vibe, but I don't own a designer bag at this point. I don't really wear jewelry. I care about a five-star vacation. (laughs) I care about great food and I great, I care about like a really nice house. Um, but not, not even in a sense of like a multi-million dollar house. I just care that when I enter the house, I feel safe. I feel calm. I feel in my creative capacity. And so those are values. We live on a farm, like that's important to me. And so I think that value when people see that and they're like, I want that that fuels them. My money goals, me saying six figure months, that has nothing to do with it. It's how is she living? How is she showing up? What matters to her? That's what's going to expand me. I love that. So you feel the high resonance there too. It's like, okay, let's look at success, but my definition of success, right? Is it 
Is it matching? Because of course, social media is going to make us feel like garbage if it's like, oh, wait, I'm not in a jet with a Louis Vuitton. Um, Okay, wait, should I, is that, do I want that? And it can kind of send us spiraling. So um, there's a lot of room here for clarity. Like, what do I value with success? How do I define success? And uh, sounds like you are just crystal clear on this is what success means to Alicia, which is probably part of your rocket fuel as you've risen. (laughs) And it gets to change too, right? As I start pulling in things, I'm like, okay, this matters to me. This doesn't, this matters to me, this doesn't. And I can Mm -hmm. expand that and really look at what are my values and how are they shifting and changing as I grow. Mm, Really well put, like permission to change, right? Permission to be someone new and welcome her too. Exactly. (laughs) So I always ask this to my guests, Alicia, what do you think makes someone undeniably magnetic? Yes. I love this question because I think it's authenticity and just really owning who we are. And that is looking at the moments that trigger Mm -hmm. us. It's looking at where we feel like we really shine and allowing that to come forward. I know for myself, when I started this profession as an osteopathic doctor, I thought white coat syndrome, professional, like hide behind this image of what it means to be a doctor. And now I'm boxed in and I felt very gray. I felt not like myself. And so I started to almost unpeel the layers and unlayer what it really meant and felt like to be myself. And that's constantly evolving. There's still parts Mm -hmm. of myself that maybe I'm ashamed of that I'm bringing forward slowly Mm -hmm. so that I can have all aspects of myself come forward. Mm -hmm. And I think that unlayering and me being real about it and not trying to fit into this certain image is what creates that, that pull. I'm not trying to be perfect. I'm going to speak from my heart. Things that are true for me are going to come forward. That authenticity and the unlayering of it and my commitment to potential, mm-hmm. I really feel like that is what creates magnetism. Mm. That might be one of my favorite answers yet. Yay. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like if gunk is in your field and you're just like like this armor and you're not just letting your own friggin' heart shine like a care bear, people yes. are going to feel it, right? So that's that's really well put. I love the way you worded that. Well, for everyone listening, Alicia has, you know, so many beautiful offerings and communities. What do you want people to know about what you offer or where to find you? Where do you want to send people today? Totally. I think Instagram is my main platform of choice. I have two accounts, Mcpherson, and then that's for my health space. And then I also have the Alicia McPherson for my abundance, wealth, magnetism, mentorship space. Ooh, what's that? <laughs> just more like mentoring people and guiding them to their authentic truth, like their, their, their full selves and the business that they want to have, the life oh, they want to build. Amazing. And all of Alicia's information will be in the show notes. You can check it out. And the biggest sincerest thanks for bringing your heart and your wisdom and your journey onto the magnetic life today. Thank you, Alicia. Thank you. It was an honor. I've been scheming up something new for you with my friend and professional marketing coach, Kelsey Rydell. Your 2023 Business Leap is the highly anticipated program created by Kelsey Rydell, top marketing coach, and Emily Elliott, professional mindset coach. Your 2023 Business Leap is the most practical and effective way to change the way you do business in life in 2023 and beyond. 
Kelsey and Emily have worked with thousands of women. And now you can get 12 weeks of access to them both alongside a group of other leapers. But don't sign up yet. First, I want to make sure that you're ready. You will master your entrepreneurial mindset and figure out a foolproof marketing strategy to connect you with unlimited clients in just 90 days. Take big leaps in your personal and professional goals. Yep, they're correlated. Get a step-by-step guidance for writing a marketing plan for your unique business, as well as be surrounded by entrepreneurs just like you who are ready to 2x, 5x, and 10x their success, confidence, and client bookings. This sleep will save you time, money, and energy, so don't wait a minute longer. Your 2023 leap is for 20 individuals who want to access the tools and techniques they need to reach their 2023 goals. Can't wait to see you inside. For more information, go to www.kelseyridle.com slash 2023 or check out the show notes.